0: Morning, black family. So down here. Got keyed up. Professor Black Truth's newest moment of truth. Get the sound right. Family and fellow soldiers, I'm the Professor, and this is the moment of truth. I don't know if you've heard, but history has been made in California. They have a black female senator now. I know what you're thinking, but didn't they have an Asian woman who occasionally claimed to be a black senator just a few years ago? Yes, my friends, Kamala Harris was a senator from California just three years ago, but history has been made again because this black female senator is a lesbian. Since this is history and all, I have to wonder when they're going to have a holiday named in this new senator's honor. After all, it is history. About this new senator, LaFonza Butler, she was appointed by Governor Gavin Newsom to fill out the remainder of the now deceased Diane Feinstein's term. Now, how did they choose her? Not exactly sure, but you know what, this is the California political machine we're talking about here. So whatever the process was, it wasn't an honest one. And the Democrats, of course, are going overboard trying to make a big deal about this woman as if they love her so much. And the truth of the matter is, 99% of them didn't even know who the hell she was before yesterday. Obviously, Gavin Newsom, he wants to at least make it clear that he would like to be considered for a presidential nomination. And that being the case, he understands that just like Biden and the rest of the Democratic Party, they're going to need black votes. And since black men have broken bad on them, they're desperately trying to see if there's any more mileage left in the black female vote that they thought that they had under their thumb. See, that's the reason why Biden made Kamala Harris his vice president. He thought that would lock up the black female vote. That's why Biden made a black woman the ambassador to the U.N. That's why Katanji Brown's on the Supreme Court. And that's why he made Corrine Stank-Pierre his press secretary. Now, this Butler woman is LGBT. That's why Gavin Newsom felt that she was an excellent choice. She's a black woman, but she primarily identifies as LGBT, so they don't have to worry so much about her doing anything like, oh, say, advocating for black people. Same way Raphael Warnock hasn't been stomping for us either. He's been a senator, and he preached at Dr. King's church, and he ain't barely said a peep about black folks. He's nothing like Dr. King at all. That's why the Democrats gave him millions and millions of dollars to run for office. Another thing about this butler woman, she used to be an advisor to Kamala Harris for her failed 2020 election campaign, so that shows how great her political acumen is. I wonder if she was the one who told Kamala to do that super cringy video where she pretended to dance to Cardi B. See, it's like Dr. Claude Anderson said most of these bootlicking Negroes you see are trying to get some kind of consulting gig. That's what most of them do. Every time you look up, you see Rolly Poly Martin wiping butter biscuit crumbs from his mouth and saying, Y'all Democrats need to make me a consultant for y'all. Y'all need someone who knows how to talk to these black voters. He's been auditioning for a consulting job from the DNC for years now, and he's not alone. This is the bootlick hustle, to be an alleged consultant. But that's not all. Before Governor Newsom plucked this butler woman from obscurity, she had been working for a group called Emily's List. They're a political action committee whose mission is to elect Democratic female candidates who are in favor of abortion. That's their big stipulation, can't just be a Democrat or just a Democrat female, that ain't enough. You have to be a Democrat female who's in favor of abortion. Now, I want you to think about all the problems and challenges and issues the black community faces. Of all the things on your mental list, is even one of them that we're not having enough abortions? Of course not. This woman is LGBT, so pregnancy isn't really much of a concern for her, and yet she's working for a group who concerns itself with abortion. And they want to specifically get women into elected office, not even black women, just women, period. Now, this is, of course, more low-key gender-warring crap. Democrats see black men as a constituency or breaking bad. And at this point, their last-ditch effort is to try to see if they can flood the zone with reliable black female operatives in the hope that this will get all of those black female voters' hearts to go pitter-patter. Spoiler, it hasn't. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to see if they can selectively float money to groups if they're promoting women and maybe some black women get something out of it, too. And then we'll have people like Michelle Obama saying that black women are getting elected to political offices at higher rates, far more than black men. And see, that proves that black women are better and smarter and harder working. But in reality, the only thing it actually proves is that the Democratic National Committee is putting an emphasis on recruiting and funding black female candidates. That's how these things happen, by the way. It wasn't just a matter of two election cycles ago, black women were not running for anything, and now all of a sudden, overnight, here they are. You got to follow the money, folks. And they ain't giving money to these black women because they like them. Giving money to them because they think that these black women might be useful, at least as far as their image value goes. The value of hopefully black women seeing all of these bought and paid for operatives for the DNC who are concerned about abortions and concerned about immigration and concerned about gun control, but don't give a damn about black people's tangibles. They're hoping that that's going to be their golden ticket. This Butler woman has no real connections to us, not in any meaningful way. And she has not and is not promising to do anything for us. Though she is dedicated to white feminists, Gavin Newsom, when he was talking about why it was that he decided to put her in the Senate, he was talking all about what she's done for women and girls. Yeah, he dang sure ain't talking about no reparations or for the black community. This is white power giving itself a gift and then lying and claiming that they bought it for us. She's just another tool of white supremacy. That's why Kamala Harris wanted to swear her in. Like with like, I always say. Uh, by the way, has anyone seen Kamala Harris's Zaddy lately? Douglas Emhoff, anybody seen him lately, or at all? All these Negroes in Congress are on the take, and seniority is a big part of maintaining the scam. A young corrupt crook becomes an old corrupt crook. And by the time they're old, they've been serving white power for so long, and they are so hopelessly dependent on it, it's impossible for them to do anything else. Which is exactly what white power wants. Though there is something that needs to be said about having all these old fools running things, and why it's catastrophic for a society, especially one that's fast-changing like this one, in the modern world. The U.S. is not a democracy, we all know that. Though at this point, the U.S. is starting to look like a necrocracy. The nation is ruled by a bunch of decrepit old folks, and in the cases of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Diane Feinstein, and Mitch McConnell, these people out one foot in the grave. The final days of John McCain's life saw him as a US senator still holding office and also dying from cancer. This man was in a hospice. This man's life was ebbing away from it. everybody could see it. was saying he's going to be dead soon. The man couldn't even walk or talk anymore, just like Diane Feinstein, and yet McCain didn't give up his Senate seat. Dying from a brain tumor. He had been given the diagnosis a long time before his death, but he just refused to step down. He was not about to let a replacement be appointed to his seat. See, that's the way that these politicians look at the political offices that they hold. These offices don't belong to the people, it belongs to them. McCain, the Feinstein, and the rest of them. And they'll be damned before they resign. That political office is their personal property as they see it. As a result, these guys hold on to office until the day they die. So the government is literally in the hands of the dead. These corporations like it that way. Rich and Powerful like it exactly like this. They spend a lot of money, and spend a lot of time sitting up to be just like this. A system that cannot possibly respond to the needs of the people because you literally have the dead, the dying, and the dumb running things. The only thing Nancy Pelosi ever knew how to do was to ask for political donations. Even if you're one of these DNC shill plant trolls who lurk around places like this, you still have to admit, taking black people's tangibles out of the equation, you still have to admit there's a ton of problems facing the country, from the cost of living to regulations to the effect of technology firms on political discourse and on the ability of people to make a living, but the folks in Congress don't care and their corporate paymasters like that. Does anyone seriously think that Joe Biden gives a rip about skyrocketing home prices? He's already rich, so are his brats, er, I mean kids. Do you seriously think that Nancy Pelosi cares about price gouging and constant price hikes on everything from groceries to video game consoles to airline tickets? Every business out there is taking up using the scam of nickel and diamond customers on everything. And nobody who's supposed to be regulating these companies says boo no about it. There's a concept that I like to call market tampering. When I use that term, I'm not talking about the stock market. I'm talking about when you have rings of grifters, criminal rings actually, who will buy a ton of highly sought after consumer items. Things like name brand, tennis shoes, electronics, computer opponents, concert tickets, things that people have highly in demand that they want and want right now. And these people buy them from websites like Walmart, and Best Buy, and Target. They buy them by the thousands, using bots and other computerized software to these transactions. And then these criminal rings will resell those items online at hugely inflated prices, usually through eBay or Amazon. Now, these people are not brick-and-mortar operations, and what they're doing is surely breaking laws. And it's been going on for a long time. The politicians aren't even talking about it, much less passing any laws to combat it. And why is that? Because when these crime rings buy up all this merchandise, where do they sell it? eBay and Amazon. And both eBay and Amazon operate out of Nancy Pelosi's district. She's never said a word about this, and she's not going to. She's 83 years old, and she says she's going to run for re-election next year. For those of you who don't know, she only stepped down as minority leader. She didn't resign from Congress. She's still there. While we're on the subject of criminals using these online websites in order to sell their ill-gotten gains, you've probably heard a lot about these smash and grab robberies, especially out in California. Hordes of thieves will bums rush a department store and steal name-brand merchandise like expensive handbags and other things. That stolen merchandise will pop up a few days later on auction sites like eBay and others. Graphics processors for computers is another popular item for these criminal rings. The crypto bros like to buy them in bulk so that they can make their own homemade supercomputers and do crypto mining. Now the companies who make these components know all about this AMD, NVIDIA. In fact, they've recently started making certain graphics cards that basically are made so that they're easier to use for crypto mining. Crypto mining uses tons of electricity and is hideously wasteful. These corporations don't care. Not AMD, not Intel, not eBay, not Amazon, not Best Buy, not Walmart, not any of them. Why? Because they're all making money off of this practice. People have told Amazon and eBay all about this, but none of those websites do anything about it because they already know. This type of criminality is big business, and it adds to eBay and Amazon and Walmart and Best Buy's bottom lines. As long as these crime rings are out there buying merchandise in bulk, that means that the sales for these items will be artificially higher for a longer duration of time. So everybody who manufactures these components to the online retailers who sell them have every incentive to continue this practice <coughs> and as destructive and damning as it is economically, environmentally, and every other way. To these companies, these crime rings are a benefit and they don't want to stop. See, when scalpers were using bots to buy concert tickets in bulk back in the day, that's when it started. They would resell them for a fortune. The politicians didn't care because they don't go to concerts. And even if they did, they would get VIP treatment. So concert tickets are something for the rabble. That's for the police. I'm sure that more than a few of you worry about whether you'll ever own a house or if you can afford rent because the costs for both are rising exponentially. But you know who's not worrying? Your politicians, because many of them are involved in the real estate market. Many of them have direct ties to these real estate organizations. They make money off of this. At least their family and friends do. They've got connections to companies like BlackRock, who are literally buying up entire neighborhoods and then declaring that all of these houses that they bought will not be for sale. They'll only be for rent. And the real estate developers who want housing prices to stay high, that's because those houses are their investment. And if more houses get built, then their investment will lose its value. For them, it's all about making sure that they maintain this artificial status quo. At this point, no thinking person actually believes these codgers in elected office know about this or even care. Old people have a big problem. They won't fight for anything. They simply want to coast until they slip into the grave. These old fossils are the perfect useful idiots for established power. They know nothing about technology, and they don't care about the way these companies charge people because airlines let them fly first class because the airlines make sure they do no matter who has reserved the seat. And it goes across the board for these guys, it's all of their little perks and that's all they live for. It is deadly to a society to have a bunch of decrepit mummies running things. They're not the best and brightest. They're the dead and the dying. And in other news on Capitol Hill, the speaker got silenced. Welcome to the circus. Oh, when performative extremism goes wrong. Kevin McCarthy, the now former Speaker in the House, he went through that humiliating 15 votes just so he could get the gavel, and part of the deal that he made was that he would allow the creeps in the Freedom Caucus to have veto power over everything that he did, as if they weren't going to use it. He's found out the hard way that catering to the crazies doesn't make them less crazy. It only emboldens them. Kevin McCarthy has learned now that there's no way that he's going to be able to shame them into civilized behavior. You can't out-crazy the crazies, especially not when you're giving them everything they want. And as for us, this is an internal competition that goes on with factions of white power. The elites of white supremacy like to make it where its operatives have to compete to win their favor. This is how they confirm who's truly dedicated to doing their bidding. As the Democrats see it, the performative extremism of the MAGA caucus has turned the Republicans in Congress dysfunctional. And for the Democrats, this is about making sure the Republicans are forced to that dysfunction on full display. This is the usual palace intrigue and jockeying for position that the tools always do. It's a high stakes game for them. But keep in mind, no matter what the Democrats or Republicans may say about each other, that's not who they're competing against. Kevin McCarthy still has his congressional seat, and even if he was voted out of Congress, all of these fools go and get cushy corporate jobs when they leave Congress anyway. That's what happens. And both parties do this. That's because both parties are on the exact same team, and their opponent isn't the other political party. It's black people, because we constitute the only threat to their meal ticket. You got new bootlicks coming in, and none of the old ones are leaving. No matter how much the white media tries to get you to emotionally invest in the spitball fight going on on Capitol just remember one thing. Those critics that are watching Washington are just playing the political equivalent of musical chairs. But we are the ones who always get stuck without a place to sit when the music stops. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors Eugene Moore, Burkett Cockcrane, Nancy, G. Mars and Ronald Waits. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you. An emergency system alert tomorrow at 1120
1: West Coast time, 220 East Coast time. So you guys be on alert for that. Um, let's see what's going on with this thing. See, they're going to do this nationwide test tomorrow. Everybody's phone is going to buzz at um, two twenty slash eleven twenty. Uh, I think some of the television broadcasts are going to be interrupted. So we're going to see how this goes down. We're going to see what they do. Every new they got to test these systems and see. How but what's interesting, you know, let me tell y'all something: they already know what these systems. Uh, they test the systems all the time. They monitor everything. Uh, I don't want to wear the 10 point koofy right now, but, but they they already monitor what we do. They monitor um, phone calls, phone locations. Your phones are basically GPS systems. So they know, they already know. They know how to alert uh, people. They already got the amber alert things. So they know how to get at folks and. and find folks and and ding people and communicate. Um, A lot of the technology that's out here, they really underplay it. They got some real advanced technology. This is why there's a future. They know where to find people. They got cameras all over the place. They know how to find and where to find people. Um, It's some heavy stuff out there. But again, be ready for tomorrow. Um, Morgan State there was a mass shooting at Morgan State out there in Maryland Um, what's going on with that did they catch the suspect I know there was a shelter in place for the students because they said the suspects suspect or suspects because I'm hearing it was multiple suspects I'm hearing some reports saying it was three some reports are saying it was two suspects somebody said it was one I don't know It's still kind of breaking news about what's going on out there in the state. Um, It's interesting to see what's going on out there. A lot of black students go there. Um, Was this some kind of coordinated racial attack? What's going on? Because a lot of these white supremacists, they've been planning these attacks. They've been trying to coordinate doing these attacks. And there was one white supremacists, I forgot what city he was in. He was talking about launching these racial terrorist attacks on black people and then raping white women in order to increase the birth rates. Did y'all hear about that story? So yeah, these folks get to talking crazy out here. So I'm trying to see what's going on with Morgan State. What's the, what was the motive behind that shooting there? And why they haven't gotten the suspects yet, because again, they might change the narrative tomorrow, but tonight there are multiple suspects that they're talking about. And have you noticed a lot of these mass shootings? Sometimes when you hear the initial reports, people say there was multiple shooters, and the witnesses will say there were multiple shooters, and then the next day the whole narrative has changed. Yeah, it was just one lone wolf who was mentally ill. It all that stuff the day before, so we hear a lot of that. So a lot of these things pop off. Always remember what what was said on the first day, what some of the witnesses were saying. And I'm saying now, a lot of reports now are saying that it is multiple people shooting. So we're gonna see what the narrative is as far as for state statement, hopefully everybody's gonna be safe out there. Um speaking of being safe, um, I know a lot of people know about this story out here. Jacksonville, Florida, out there on domain turn border into a an openly anti-black enclave where they can pretty much do whatever they want to the black citizens out there and then make up the narrative later. Um, there's a kid out there dude, young man <coughs> McKeehan Woods um, he got pulled over and they, they built this narrative ran from the cops and or they beat the brakes off him. I mean, they beat this dude to his eyes were shut. And then they came up with this narrative. Well, he was resistant, no, he wasn't really resisting. They already had him subdued. They had, you know, they were laying on top of the guy, basically. But they were getting their licks in heavy. They were getting it in. And they're, they're justifying this. And all of the other white supremacists are justifying. See, we got to, we got to, as black people, be on alert want to learn about Stuff when the when society not only justifies our racial abuse, our, our brutal racial abuse. They celebrate it. It's like a almost like a wet dream. It's like a a sexual fantasy to them. We gotta understand where we are with this thing. Stop playing games. And the interesting thing about beating on the brother down there. They're talking about he was a drug deal and uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. That nothing justifies them beating on him to the point where his face is disfigured. What's interesting, there was one particular cop it was, it was the usual suspect race of his beating, him, but it was one cop who was a little darker than the other. So if you look at him, or away whatever he looks like a black person. But I'm noticing this quote-unquote black-looking officer really getting in some heavy licks. He was kneeing him and elbowing him in the face and he was really getting his licks in. And I'm like wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, I smell boy so we, we do some research about that particular officer. That's a Latino cat. Some people might want to call him Afro Latino. But yeah, his name is um, Jose Garriga. So this is a a
2: Latino tether. Really, really showing out with the beatdown. He's
1: really putting the extra kicks in with the beatdown. And finds out, come to find out this particular tether officer, he has a history of killing black men down there. There's a couple of other brothers that that particular officer has killed. I think he killed a brother in 2020. So there's a couple of deaths that that particular Tether officer has been in the news. And in the headlines for minute for killing brothers down there. And he's still on the force terrorizing and mobilizing. That's just who they want down for us. And family, my FBA family, don't let anybody shame you for wanting to delineate. Because the way he was beating on me, I said, man, that don't look like the FBA uh, but, uh, an FBA cop. An FBA cop, we know the spirit, we know the spirit and the energy of an FBA cop. An FBA cop is Chris Dorn. You know what I'm saying? An FBA cop is the Chris
2: Dorners out there who actually said, hey, that police brutality thing,
1: that ain't gonna be it. Y'all gonna, if you guys are gonna brutalize the community, guys don't get some network work too but when, when people call up and try to shame us we'll oh, we all of these together why are y'all niggas so divisive why do you don't want to be this is why this is why so we're not going to play that whole game where everybody kind of looks black, so we all one big, thing and we all one big, happy family. No, because y'all don't think like that. Too many of the tether class, they don't, they don't think like that. These people have vitriol towards us, and we got to be hypersensitive about that tether class because, again, they'll call up here like the girl the other day. Y'all don't be saying nothing like Latinos and the Asians, but a lot of them, a lot of them, the lighter ones, a lot of them can't really blend in. The darker ones, see, they're the problem. They're the other problem, too. I'm not going to say they're just the problem, but many of them are the problem, too, because they're more insidious because they have a little melanin, and a little kink in their hair, a little texture in the hair. They can kind of come around us and kind of blend in a little bit. You know, and have nothing but vitriol towards us and do a little snake shit like this officer did to, to the brother, beat them down, get the vice president beat them down. So these folks are able to do stuff like that with a clear conscience, because in their mind, we aren't the same people. You know what I'm saying? You can beat somebody down. You can get on the police force and start killing brothers left and right. And you don't feel nothing. You don't have no racial camaraderie with us, because you know you're from a different lineage. That's the problem. Don't let folks kind of fool you into believing that all of these people think like we do, like we're on this big old Pan-African kumbaya. You see? We don't do the Wakanda thing. It's too late in the game to sell Wakanda. And our good brother, Dr. Claude Anderson has been talking about this for the longest. That's why I always give him props, and I'm seeing a lot of people starting to recognize our brother give him props. He did a Twitter space with some people the other day, and I, I heard he was really dropping some game, and I've noticed a lot of the Tethers, they've been doing Twitter spaces, denigrating our brother Claude Anderson. A lot of the Tether classes, and also Strappy and um, the a crowd, they've been trying to denigrate our brother Claude Anderson for speaking facts. And if you go back, listen, and. Of the interviews I did
2: with him um, on my podcast about seven years
1: ago, he was talking about how us going over trying to do stuff in Africa, that ain't gonna work. Because again, I'm like, hey man, I'm over here, I'm, I'm going to Africa, I'm trying to reach out, and he was the one kind of woke me up like brother. Over there, that ain't gonna work. Over there, we got to get our stuff together over here. The, the, let's just just keep it above man. we, we going over there it's triplistic ain't nobody in over there
3: we really gotta get what we need popping right here we got our shit over here we're
1: our own group we gotta get things popping in the air, which is true and, you know I, I, we have sympathy for certain things that happen in certain nations whatever that's fine i i, I still around with some brothers and sisters overseas you know i'm actually best for people but When it comes to getting what we need to get as far as our resources, the focal point is here. Because we haven't been
2: focusing on what we need to focus on. We've been trying to put the cape on and save everybody to
1: our own detriment. And then people want to shame us for looking out for our own lineage. Because they know that's where our power is when we start focusing and uplifting our lineage. We're going to get empowered, which is what we're doing now. We're getting more on code which is what we're doing now, which is very important. But the shaming tactics, we're not going for that anymore. I saw some shaming. There was an article talking about Beyonce, our FBA sister Beyonce, and the uh, Renaissance tour and how much money it made. And that Renaissance tour made half a billion dollars. That Renaissance tour clocked. It broke all types of records. IFBA sister Beyonce did her thing, and people are praising that accomplishment, that tour, phenomenal tour. Um, Rose half a billion dollars. And I saw some tweets for some tethers looking at that Beyonce. You did not even come to the mo- your motherland, because I don't think she did any shows in Africa. So they're trying to, you didn't come to your motherland. Now, y'all remember. These tethers were sitting up and shitting on Beyoncé. When Beyoncé went over there trying to show love and trying to um, give props and praise to some of the culture, they were like, well, you're not the queen of Africa. They, they were talking mad shit about that sister. When she went over there trying to give shine, their jealousy and hatred was coming through. So Beyoncé was her like, like all of y'all, I ain't mad at I ain't mad at us, I'm going to skip right over that, I'm going to renaissance my ass two, 25 or wherever, I ain't going there. Yeah, don't talk crap, y'all want to talk crap either way, when people say, okay, well just hold your own nuts, hey, hey, wait nigga, wait nigga. Y'all do that with us, y'all sit there in these clubhouse rooms, talk all that shit. Y'all talk crap about us, we're all types of maconnas and now you get on TikTok us and then when we say, okay, well you go you don't hold your own nuts, you do you. Wait, 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 wait. wait. wait, wait, wait. We're all in this together. If you did. When we leave you alone, and that's a form of punishment. You got people calling up here talking about you target uh Tariq, you are targeting immigrants, targeting you by leaving you the fuck alone? And want y'all to get out of our business? That's targeting you? So when you ask somebody about targeting you how, you can't even explain it. Nobody's targeting you. We want you to mind your business unless you're going to come and back us up on something. If you're trying to back us up on something, come on through. But if y'all sit up here trying to undermine us and get into our mix and talk about what we don't need to get and you hanging with white police trying to beat us down, I'll take your ass on somewhere. That's what we're saying. Leave us the hell alone if you're doing all that stuff. Target us, nigga. No, nobody's targeting you. You see? I'm not not trying to beat up on nobody, but but, but the tether problem is a problem. As we see with this beatdown that this brother got, that's a problem. That's why we're saying, hey, man, we're checking everybody's paperwork. Don't do little weird shit like that, and you kind of look like you could look like us a little bit. No, we we got some reservations about that. We got some some reservations about it. That's a problem. Yeah. there? And shout out again to our sister Beyonce. Very proud of our sister. And another thing too. When people talk all this. We'll, Nigga, we came over with $2 and you niggas are lazy. If I can make it, you niggas can make it. And stop. Yeah. Well, it was one of these politicians, she was, was announcing that there are hundreds of job openings. All of these employers are looking for employees and they got all of these immigrants that they're gonna bring over. So you have our politicians using our tax benefits to openly skip over us all of these black people out here who are in need of work, ready to work, it's not, nobody's not lazy. People need jobs, they wanna work. We hire people at our spot at the museum all the time when we're allowed to have events. You know, now we got some, some rain tape as far as that. And that's another thing too, family. So if you're in California, especially, listen, if you're in California and you need to get like permits or any type of thing. Yeah, Get you hire you some non black people to get the paperwork done for you. They're so run cold in the administrative arm of Los Angeles California, and California in the administr they it's a gatekeeping mechanism. That's all it is. It's a major gatekeeping mechanism. But but going back to the story, they this politician was talking about all of these jobs they're going to give to these immigrant groups. They're going to hook them in with employers and they, they got all types of programs to get all of these non-citizens to connect them directly with employers. Okay. So don't let nobody run that bootstrap game over you. None of these people are not going through no red tape, nothing. The red tape and all that comes with us, when they incentivize all these other people, it's, it's no paperwork needed. They just get right over here. You can't speak English, but there's a job waiting you. There's resources waiting on you. With us, look at what we got to do. But look, going back to California, look what the task force, the reparations. We've been on this reparations task force thing left and right. We've been having task force meetings for <laughs> a year Going back and forth, they wrote one draft. and We had to make sure the, the language was right. We had to. Everybody had to comb through it and make sure the language was right. And then we had to go to these meetings and the online meetings. And we're going, they have the reparations meetings in San Francisco, then LA and then uh, San Diego. you got to bounce up and down the state. Uh, Then the, 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 one of the ones up there in the Bay, I went up there, a bunch of damn agents in there. He's even flooded it with agents to disrupt and troll and act the damn food to throw people all off. I mean, every obstacle you can imagine, we have to go through. And we're still waiting to see if any resources are going to be distributed. You, you see? And all of these other groups who can't even speak English, not even sentences, are coming over here and just buckets of money waiting on. They got grants. And we, we got a black museum and a black neighborhood doing things actively in the community with plenty of media coverage. We can't get a dime of grant money. We can't get a single dime. But when you look at these grant programs, they got earmarked funds specifically for immigrants, and also specifically for undocumented immigrants. They got specific money earmarked for them. You understand? So that's by design. So it is designed by the white supremacists. It's not an accident. It's not just that happens. We have to understand how the systematic anti-black racism is in every sector of society. See, we think white supremacy racism is just a bunch of mouthfuls in clan members. The anti-black racism is systematic. So the people do not even act mad because it's already baked into the system. They just get on code with everybody else within the system to lock us out of the resources. Going back to what's going on out here in LA with the permits and all that. Like I said before, heard already Um They have different levels of gatekeeping when we try to get certain levels of power locked in, especially as far as real estate, business ownership, um, resource development, any of that, anything that has to do with the acquisition of land and resources, they get on high alert. That's why we have situations like Goose's Beach and all of that. So we've always had that in California. Black people get part of this real estate, the the, um, the resources, they go on full alert to start working against it. And when you try to get property, they have the real estate gatekeepers that do things inside the town Then they have the banking gatekeepers who play games at the banks. You know, we know about the redlining and that, that, that still goes on to a certain degree. So we, we still, uh, the gatekeepers at the bank, and if you can go past that, the gatekeepers are going to be at the permit office. When you get past that, the gatekeepers will be in the police department. So you got to just jump through gatekeepers and gatekeepers and gatekeepers. But again, when I went downtown L.A., and I keep telling people about the permit the office downtown. Again, when I went down there and I saw there was nothing but non-Black people. There. When I went down there and I saw no Black people That that was a suspicious thing. And now dealing with them, I see why. That's unusual for no Black people to be in a place where there's hundreds of employees. Even if you're the minority in the city, just for no black people to be there. And if you go downtown, I challenge anybody to go down to the building and development office downtown Los Angeles, just go in the whole building. It's not a black person in that building. You go up to all the different departments, there's not a black person in the departments up there. So they don't want no black person to, to get on code with another black person who comes in. They use that mechanism as a as a way to throw hurdles at people when they're trying to get permits, they deliberately try to throw these added hurdles and permits so that we would have a difficult time getting business handled. So this is why in places like this, in, in California in particular, when it comes to business endeavors, um, a lot of times black people will get a white front person. That movie, The Banker is about that, but that's a very common thing out here. Black person, if you're trying to do business, you get a white front person. That's why Easy e needed Jerry Heller. That's why he and Ed, you, hopefully, you get a white person who ain't going to screw you over. But this is why Eazy, um got with Jerry Heller. Jerry Heller was the front person who can open those doors, which is important. And that's why Dr. Dre has Jimmy I.D. You understand a lot of people wonder why Dre is blocking with I.D. for so long. Dre needs I.D. In California, Dre 100% needs a Jimmy Iovine. Now, Jimmy's gonna get what he needs to get out of it. But Dre would not have gotten um, in certain positions that he's in without Jimmy Iovine because you need that white face. Because these people are, they don't give a damn how talented you are. They wanna see a white face walk in that door with you. Or they'll just lock you out. They're, They're about racial codification majorly. And this is throughout the entertainment industry to be honest throughout the entertainment industry so michael jackson they, they turned on michael you see michael was rocky at the tommy mottolas and all of that michael went on all these people's heads michael went over there and said "Fuck the tommy mottola and michael went over there to japan where the sony headquarters are and then struck a deal directly with the sony ceos and then got everybody's publishing. They immediately went on alert on our brother Michael. When Michael did that, Michael said, Fuck a white front person. Nigga, I'm white enough. I got to get a light. I'll be my own front person and the nigga behind the scenes. And they're like, Oh, okay, nigga. <laughs> okay. All right, wacko jacko. Then they turned on him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's real out here. This is right. You know, we, we have to have networks of folks, you know, it's important for us to try to get networks and us just to be codified as much as we can. And we're getting there. We're getting more codified. And we just got to keep that momentum. We really have to support each other. Who's doing good things on the grassroots level. We have to really support what each other's doing. On the grassroots level. There's some good stuff out here. We're gonna get some calls in a minute because I know there's a lot of people on here, I want to get on and by the way, October is Hoodoo Heritage Month, all right? October is Hoodoo Heritage Month, and Hoodoo is not like voodoo. Hoodoo is a part of foundational Black American culture. It's a culture of healing and conjure, where we would use spirituality and, and nature to heal and, and get spiritual strength and physical strength. This is what our root work deodorant is about at rootworkstyle.com. Hoodoo and root work and conjure the same thing. And we have to get back into understanding how the American culture and that is a part of my culture. The white supremacists started making us afraid of our culture by telling us hoodoo and voodoo is devil worshipping and then we started getting scared. No, it's not. Voodoo is not Anything about devil worshiping, it's about nature, it's about healing and just tapping into nature on a spiritual level. And that's all it is, and we're using nature to heal. And we're, we knew how to, we understood roots and weather and trees and plants and herbs, and we knew how to um, connect them to the spiritual uh, essence that we had and to utilize our. Acknowledgement of our ancestors who suffered during slavery, that's a part of the hoodoo tradition as well. We really got to tap into our foundation of Latin American culture, got a powerful culture. And I did a broadcast before talking about how the hoodoo conjurer people were very successful people for a long time in America. They became so successful, the white supremacists got a little nervous. Because these were the people who were the actual doctors. They were making more money around the country than actual doctors, than, than medical doctors. Because the hoodoo and conjuring group work people, they knew what they were doing. So a lot of the the, the white medical industries, they started to learn what they were doing and then started making synthetic versions of some of the herbs the black group workers were doing. And so, to uh, go to rootworkstyle.com, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, get some of that rootwork deodorant with that High John the Conqueror root in it. No peace, I it I'm free and I got mouth
2: me, not my and
3: I got all of my name, not all of my book, all of my circle You touch my mind So I say Show no love For the Why Right Ain't no reason Is it cause I'm free And I got my Themits right there Thanks for tuning in once again to the original Queen Amidah Shakur show. Also, thanks to those of you tuning in on the Queen Amidah Shakur TV show. I'm your host, Queen Amidah Shakur, and this is a morning wake-up call. So as you're coming in, please feel free to go ahead and subscribe to the channels. If you haven't done so already, be sure to click that notification you bell to click word all so that you're notified each time the Queen Goddess goes live. And as per usual, if you don't like what the Queen is cooking, you already know what to do. You can exit stage left. All right. Don't forget to double check and make sure that you're still subscribed to the channels. You know how people mysteriously become unsubscribed uh, for no apparent reason. Okay, so let's see who is in here. Let's see who's in here. for Rex, okay, these of Mike's World, Eileen, 169, the Prince of Paraphernalia, Pennywise, RG, Titan, G from the Land, Wavy Though, Edward. Okay, Juju, I see you, beloved. All right, Samantha Stacy that Crazy Beach Aries Cherokee sitting down. Okay, Janelle is here. Jeff ATL, Aboriginal woman, Eileen, Sarah Silva. All hell and all is in the house. Okay, Hunya, shout out to my moderators putting in work. Okay, so that all being said, let's get ready to get into it. Everyone, please be sure to go ahead and get those lights up. You all know they have the Queen Shadow Band. Okay, so first things first, let's talk about the shooting that happened at Morgan State University in uh, Baltimore last night during their homecoming. Now, for those of you who don't know, this is the third shooting they've had uh, in the past three years during homecoming. So please pay attention. Just a second, I'm
2: downloading an overlay like real quick. Okay, here we go.
3: So I'm gonna share my screen so you all can see of this video. I did a TikTok about it this morning. <coughs> lights up. Don't forget to get the likes up. Thank you for the advance. Multiple police are now searching for a suspect after five minutes, we'll to go from injured last night at the Morgan State University campus. Let's get it to it. Morgan State University Police for Patrol, they heard discharging. Respondents are and to scene okay uh, multiple victims within seconds, or minutes, Our BPD, fire, and police resources were on scene helping the Morgan State University police uh, handle the uh, scene. Also, treat the victims preliminarily at this time. We know there's a total of five victims, ages 18 to 22. We
4: believe all have non life threatening injuries at this time. There are four males and one female. Um, all victims are being treated and transported by first responders. Um, as first responders heard the shots, um, and all appear to be gunshot wounds. At the same time, we have now learned that multiple windows shattered, um, shattered and made our officers believe. Possibly we had an active shooter, so we immediately put our um, emergency response
1: for an active shooter in place. Um, the area was cordoned off. Uh,
0: we set up a command post. Officers um, basically went to the different buildings.
1: Uh, we secured several areas.
3: At the end of the day, these incidents are becoming commonplace. This is the third year in a row that they have incidents like this at Morgan State University during home time, okay? It's absolutely getting out of hand. Now, my question is, what are they doing, you know, to put uh, different things in place so that the students are protected? Because the only thing I've heard them say so far is that they change the rules so that anyone entering uh, for the game, they would have to have clear backpacks so that they can see what's inside making make sure they don't have weapons. But other than that, are they keeping up security? I just have questions. Now, the reporters did interview some students Uh, to get their thoughts on this. Yeah, Andre, we are just a few minutes from the campus. And one of our interns, actually, Imani, was nearby when the shooting happened and her friend Regina was with her. Um, They said they were right in the area when the shooting happened. Imani, just tell me what, what you heard, what you saw, what happened. So as we were driving out, we literally saw six police cars, ambulance. We saw the squad team running up, and then we went into the parking garage, and then all the police started flashing their lights at us, and we heard the helicopters coming out. We were so confused what was happening, and then eventually got to notice that
5: it was an active shooter on campus.
3: Now, you said you, you were at a, a special ceremony for Morgan State. Tell me about that, and this is where a large number of students were gathered. We're at the coronation. That's basically when you celebrate our Mr. and Mrs. Oregon State, and it was the first time being introduced to campus, and then we were all there to celebrate them, and then walking out, that's when we saw everything going
5: on, and we were going back and forth trying to figure out which door we wanted to go through, and then we ended up going to the back door, and luckily we did, because we could have been out there.
3: Mayor Scott spoke out about firearms violence, saying that you have students get injured in colleges, and this isn't just a problem in Baltimore, but also in Washington, D.C., New York, Atlanta, city after city. He says it's been going on for decades, and something needs to be done immediately say that firearms violence is a national issue. <laughs> now, the news media did speak with one of the parents who came from New Jersey to check on their child.
0: And said, you know, we have to head out to the school. And I called my daughter, let her know we were on way.
2: How is she doing?
0: She's okay. She's uh, afraid to go back to her room right now. She's you know, a little anxious.
2: And again, as a parent,
0: you, you let your daughter go away to school and you get a call like this, and you're right, you're not happy right now. Well, I'm not happy because if this is really the third time in third year in a row that this has happened during homecoming week,
4: there should have been a lot more security presence. You know, one time you can understand, maybe the second time, but now after, you know, it happened again last year, this year, they should have been ready
2: for something like this. They didn't even apprehend the person, so it's like they
0: were sleeping.
3: Governor said his office is monitoring the situation closely, Uh, that he's in touch with the campus officials, and that he also wants to thank the first responders who rushed in and immediately began working on the victims. They're also asking for anyone with information on the incident uh, to please call 410 396 2444. But that often takes time. This is all so ghetto. Like, people can't even go to college in peace. (laughs) Okay, now you already know that it's probably just some low-down thugs who have nothing better to do than come and stir up mess, okay, out there shooting recklessly with no regard for human safety whatsoever. And unfortunately, the suspect or suspects got away. So nobody's been taken into custody for this, and I hope they find out who did it soon. This is all crazy. Parents worried about their children, can't see you in college or anything. It's getting out of hand. And uh, the governor is right. There is a whole bunch of gun violence nationwide. But at the end of the day, this is likely because they allow just anybody to purchase guns. I absolutely am all for the Second Amendment. That everyone should be able, well, not everyone, uh, but the people that are law-abiding citizens should absolutely be able to purchase guns and only for their own safety and protection. The rest of these thugs, well, they need to be in jail somewhere. Uh, now, so with that all being said, let's talk about Crazy Bone, because Crazy Bone Gave an update on his condition, and it was good news. So let's get into it. He posted to his Instagram on yesterday. Lifestyle, everyone, please don't forget to like and share. Thank you, in advance. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Amadad Shakur. So a positive outlook and good news on the update about Crazy Bone's condition. Let's get into it. Crazy Bone, whose birth name is Anthony Henderson, took himself into a hospital after coughing up a large amount of blood. Now, he suffers from a condition known as sarcoidosis. The doctors performed a CAT scan and found that there was an artery leaking blood into one of his lungs. They performed a surgery to stop the bleeding, but it was unsuccessful. Then days later, they had to perform another surgery. So everyone was worried. We all were praying, Uh, but it looks like God answered those prayers because he is now doing a whole lot better, and he posted a message to his Instagram. Please pay attention. He says, just fought for life literally for nine days straight. I only won the battle this time because I know Jehovah God was with me every step of the way, fighting for me. Never take life for granted. Enjoy it while you have it. Thank you all for your thoughts and prayers. Trust me, I need every last one of them. So definitely good to hear after all that he's been going through. I'm sure his family was very worthy. Now it's time to celebrate. And I'm sure going through an experience like this makes you start to about the things in life that are really important. Not money, not fancy clothes and cars, but the love of friends and family and your health. That's your true love. With well, that all being said. Alright, so definitely glad to hear that. I know some people probably have counted him out, but we all know the most high has the last. Say so. Okay? So now with that all being said, uh, let's look at my last TikTok on this. Operation or the steam where they caught 160 predators, okay, out here involved in human trafficking, so disgusting. And this was out of Ohio, called Operation Buyer's Remorse. Ah, well, I'm sure the ones that got caught absolutely have some remorse right now, not for the things they did, but simply because they got caught. Please pay
2: attention. Okay, well,
3: I'm a school teacher, a college professor, and two members of the U.S. Air Force were among 160 people arrested during a statewide crackdown on human trafficking in Ohio. The operation is known as Operation Buyer's Remorse. Let's get into it. this is as we first told you about it yesterday, among those arrested, a local math teacher. Three news investigators before the Lena have the details here. Hi, Lena yes, 160 people were
5: arrested in a statewide like human trafficking state, and among them, people in positions of trust, such as the Director of Excellence at the University
3: of Dayton, an Indiana University professor, and a math teacher in Rocky River. 32-year-old Michael Schnur was math instructor at Mathnasium in Rocky River, which provides tutoring to school-age children. Schnurr was arrested by undercover police at the Wesley Holiday Inn Express. He was among those rounded up in a sting last week called Operation Buyer's Remorse. Now the arrest began September 25th and lasted through Saturday. And they say they searched every corner of the state, including areas in and around Columbus, Cleveland, Akron, Toledo, Marietta, Youngstown, and Portsmouth. Also arrested was University of Dayton Administrator Michael Masterson here. Also, Ramesh Karki, he is a professor at Indiana University. Yesterday, we told you about John Zitzner, the founder of Breakthrough Charter Schools in Cleveland. He was arrested too. The Northeast Ohio Human Trafficking Task Force says it is important to stem the demand that fuels the human trafficking industry.
1: Sometimes there's large networks involved. And, and the people that that are involved in it at the really the ground level are really victims. They're 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 compelled to do
3: this. They're forced to do this. Going to the R- well, it's something good to hear that they made all of these arrests. There's over a thousand young people missing in the Ohio area. Now you may remember that back in May I reported to you, 27 children were missing within the first two weeks of May, from the second through the 16th. That's absolutely egregious. I'm so glad to see that this was a successful sting and that it captured many of these people. Hopefully there'll be more of them caught in the future. And I'm not surprised about the people of trust or the people in positions of trust being involved in this, because I do believe that's why these things continue to fester. Please pay attention. With that all being said to come, this is for educational purposes only. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not sure. Okay, so my whole thing is you all remember when I came to you in May with that report about 27 missing Ohio children in less than two weeks, or yeah, in within a two-week span, less than a month in Ohio from May the second through 16. That's also crazy And now over a thousand kids missing in Ohio. Uh, so with that all being said, I'm quite sure some of these uh, some of these predators had a hand in that. Okay, and so it's good they had this successful scheme. Now they did say that over a hundred survivors uh, have been found and hopefully they'll find more. And uh, I'm not surprised that some of these people are trusted officials, because often those people in high-ranking positions. We already know about the elite freaks who do these kinds of things, and this is why they're allowed to get it pretty often. Uh, very often because even law enforcement officials have been known to have been involved in these things, politicians united, all sorts of public officials. So this is no surprise to me, no surprise at all. Uh, with that, I said, everyone, please get the likes up, please, the like and share. Thank you in advance. Now, once in the chat, once in the chat, did I tell you all about the story uh, of the student over in Dubai getting arrested and spending, having to spend a year in prison? Did I tell you all that story yesterday? Because I meant to, I had it all queued up. But someone sent it to me today as if I hadn't talked about it, so maybe I forgot. Ones in the chat. Do you all remember if I did put ones if not the two? Uh the story about the young lady over in the okay, so clearly I forgot, honey. I have so many stories that I cannot keep track. All right, so let's talk about that first. What's up, everyone, please like and share. Let find my receiver, but hold on just a second. Here it is right here. Now listen to this and you see, this is why I tell you all, all the time that when you're traveling abroad, you're going to foreign lands and all that, you should absolutely know something about the laws before you get there. Don't have to ever worry about me coming to Dubai because I heard that you can't even kiss somebody over there. You know, and who knows? You might forget. What if you go there with your mates, you know, you just forget you're out there kissing in public. You're not supposed to do that What I've been told. Okay. Student jail for tapping airport workers are well, Now, she's been freed from the Dubai prison. That's the update came out seven hours ago uh, because prior to that, she was supposed to stay there and serve a whole year, all right? An American student has been uh, freed from a Dubai jail after she tapped an airport security officer on the arm. Elizabeth Palenco de Los Santos, a 21-year-old university student from New York, was sentenced to one year in the country's most notorious prisons earlier this week. Now, can you imagine being a, a college student Who's never been in jail, let alone prison, not ever committed a crime or been charged with any type of crime, and then they're going to see one of the most nefarious and notorious prisons in Dubai? It's all crazy. So she was handed to her sentence after she brushed the arm of an officer during a strip search in Dubai International Airport, July 14th. Elizabeth and her friend were forbidden to travel home and were sentenced to a year behind bars, despite paying a $2,249 fine. But her sentence has now been commuted, and the student is said to be ecstatic to be returning home to her mother in the U.S. Uh, They say De Los Santos flew into the city uh, on her way home uh, from a trip to Istanbul. After disembarking, she was held by the airport security. Now, according to London-based NGO, uh, they say she was detained in Dubai, and she was ordered by customs officials to remove her medical waste trainer, which she was required to wear after undergoing a surgery earlier this year. Detained in Dubai was the device. Uh, detained in, in Dubai said the device was impossible for De Los Santos to remove by herself. And so, two female security guards at her, uh, two female security guards laughed at her and spoke in Arabic refusing to help as she struggled in pain to remove the device, devices. Also, to this poor woman, but anyway, uh, she says, I gently touched her arm to guide her out of the way, then desperately started crying to my friend for help. The entire interaction left De Los, De Los Santos feeling embarrassed and violated. Now, a male customs officer allowed her friend to help her. But after the device was back in place, you Santos was informed that she was being detained for assault after simply touching the female of Israel. Oh, so crazy. Also oh, so crazy. She was forced to sign a document in Arabic that she likely couldn't even read. Pay attention. Uh, then was informed a travel ban was placed on her, preventing her from leaving the country. Uh, they say Elizabeth only intended to transit through Dubai for six hours before she was, uh, but she, she had been there for months on end Okay, after all of this, and has lost $50,000 in expenses and lawyer's costs. Uh, this is what uh, the CEO of Detained in Dubai, Radha Sterling, said. And so officials in the UAE were reportedly set to deport, deport De Los Santos after she paid the fine, but the customs officials filed an appeal before she could even leave. This is all crazy. Well, I'm glad they let her go. So she can get back to her studies. I was on that even necessary. These are the laws and divide. Here's the lady right here. That's the student. So anyway, if I were her, I would be so thrilled and ecstatic to get home. I never have to never worry about me coming there again for a visit or a layover, anything else. All right, crazy. That's why I'm telling you all pay attention to the laws when you go to these different places, but in her case, she wasn't visiting there. She was on a layover after uh, leaving Istanbul. So it was just her luck, unfortunately. Now let's talk about, I don't know, let me pull this up. Lights up everyone, please like and share. Now let's talk about this 11 year old. Do you all know there was an 11 year old child who shot someone and here's the thing. When I first heard this story, I absolutely thought it was an accident. You know how children get a hold of guns and then they accidentally uh pull the trigger. Hold on just a moment, beloved, so I'm gonna start the video. I have someone at the door.
5: There's an argument over something that's the in practice, and it continued into the parking lot where the juvenile had access to a firearm in his mother's car. He grabbed the firearm incident was captured on video. We'll try to react that video and have it later today available for everybody. Uh, But he did go after the two, fired one shot, that one shot did both. It is a crime to allow your children to have access to a firearm uh, in an unsecured box. In this case, the firearm wasn't a box. It didn't have a lock on it. And uh, we will be pursuing charges uh, for that crime. It is a second degree misdemeanor. But they you know, for all the parents out there, you have a firearm in your car, a firearm in your house, you have a responsibility to make sure that that firearm is secure and not accessible to our youth or your juvenile, your children, um, because it only takes one bad decision in a split second to ruin their lives. Contact with um, all the representatives of Pop Warner. warners. Okay,
3: now that is all so crazy. An 11 year old, now mind you, as I was saying, When I first heard this story, I thought that it was actually a child who got a gun and accidentally went off. Little did I know that this little devil, a would be thug, actually pulled it and shot someone because he was mad. I think that makes sense. And this is why I always ask, but who's raising these kids out here? Who is raising these kids? And let me just tell y'all something, honey. For those of you, Who tried to go in on me yesterday when i talked about that 13-year-old girl? Yeah, some of these kids are absolutely thugs, okay? Someone left me a comment saying all all teenagers are not ratchet and wild. I've never said all of them were. okay? Clearly, some of them are. You have 11-year-olds pulling guns out and shooting people on purpose? Please make it all make sense, okay? That's why I said exactly what I said. Uh, So anyway, with that all being said, in other news, let me find that video. There's a a teenager who is actually do I have a video? I think it's it. There. There's a teenager who's facing up, who now has felony charges because this fool got into a fight in the classroom and threw a desk. The desk hit the teacher in the head and knocked the teacher all the way out. Okay, please fancy. Let me make sure I'm pulling up the right one. Hold on. I think this is it. I do want to warn you, the images are disturbing. This video shows two female students yelling at each other. Then you can see one of them picks up a desk chair, throws it. You saw there the teacher struck in the head, falling to the ground. But police chief, Terrence Green, says the school resource officer was called to break up a fight between two female high school juniors and then found the teacher lying on the ground with head injuries. Both students were arrested, and today, Prosecutor David Layton authorized two counts of felonious assault against the girl who threw the
4: chair. This video to watch, but tonight, the Funke Community School District saying that the teacher is doing well and was released from the hospital. Superintendent Coupling Jones says she plans to return to work, and the students and staff consider her a hero. Jones also says the student involved will be held accountable according to the law and the district's code of conduct
3: logic just said that it looks like she was trying to hit the other student well clearly she was trying to hit the other student. i said that she was going to fight with another student and she threw the basket and hit the teacher the problem or the problem isn't who she was throwing it at the problem is that she threw it period okay no matter who she was trying to hit. you see that's the problem with ignorance ignorant people do things that could cause anyone other than the person they're intending to target a problem all right, that's just like these shooters who commit drive bys trying to hit specific people, but they hit anyone anyway. the elderly, young people I mean, you name it. And so, that was just also the third. My point is, a lot of these kids are out of hand, okay, like, specifically teenagers. That's kind of who she was trying to hit, she shouldn't have been in the classroom throwing a whole desk at anybody. Who raised her? That's what I want to know. Who raised her? Some of these children are absolutely unruly and just. Playing nefarious and have no regard for the safety or well-being of others, and I just wonder what kind of parents do they have. I have questions, okay? I have questions. That's when y'all, that's why when some of y'all sit here talking about, oh, well, you know, they shouldn't. The lady should have just walked away. Yeah, well, sometimes you can't walk away. Okay? The lady, in fact, tried to walk away. Remember, and the girl swung on her SUV. Okay, but say anyway. with got all Let me pretend because I think I proved my points all right uh so next is a story that i find absolutely appalling now this is also sad and this is why I, why i absolutely tell people let me make sure i'm getting the right one here yeah, this is right here okay i'm gonna have to get to that in a minute because i still have to download it but uh this woman who's a te- well she was a teacher I heard sleeping around with students okay a 12 year old in fact also sick and the sad thing is uh this has happened numerous times before, okay? The thing is, there seems to be a double standard because usually if it's a male teacher, they get the book thrown at them, but sometimes if it's a Karen with blonde hair and blue eyes or whatever, yeah, they just get a little slap on the wrist, okay? That's what happens in many cases. I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen in this one, but that's what's happened before, and that's likely why these things continue. Uh, so with that I've been said, let's look at some new footage uh, that
0: they says never before seen in the Tupac murder case. Please, Spencer. Wow, Shakur, shown to a local grand jury,
4: that panel indicting six year old Dwayne Keefe D. Davis in the rapper's murder. The photos include the car Shakur was riding in and video never before seen until now
3: r8 is now investigators
5: leading coverage in this historical way every the way and tonight are david sharns with the photos and videos you haven't seen new video shows tupac shakur and marion shub knight leading the mgm grand after a fight involving a rival gang the video part of evidence shown to a las vegas grand jury leading the panel to indict dwayne kpd davis in shakur's murder the grainy video from a surveillance camera showing shakur Night in the front of the entourage from Death Row Records just before the two groups fought here by a bank of elevators. The fight over a chain like this a necklace Knight gave members of his group for Christmas. Death Row Records spelled
4: out in jewels. Ultimately, this investigation has paid off. It's an investigation Metro Police worked on for 27 years. Prosecutors say
5: some photos were on Polaroid, others on film. Photos like these of the
4: BMW Tupac was brightening with night. Images shown to a grand jury include the car wriggled with bullet holes. Prosecutors also showing where Shakur was sitting in the passenger seat in a photo of a car door with a hole through it. Other photos include the shooting scene at Flamingo and Cobalt with cones representing where responding officers found shell casings. Prosecutors also showed the grand jury videos of Davis talking about the shooting,
5: as well as several graphic photos from Shakur's autopsy. I'm David Charles. Also, pregnancy. All right,
3: so there you have it. Uh, they said never before seen footage, but clearly I've seen some of that footage before. I don't know about you, but anyway, I know. Uh, so, and then they said that uh, um, Mister Nice one said this is a distraction. Well, it could be, but a distraction from what, beloved? It's not distracting me from anything, because you can see I report on everything else that's trending and going on of importance. And so I'm never distracted. Maybe some of you are. If you have one-track minds, you're always going to be distracted by one thing or another. Please that's it. Now, with that all being said, let's talk about this nefarious teacher who was uh, messing around with a 12-year-old. Oh, all so sick. And mean, she should be put under the jail. far as I'm concerned. March 13, she woke was the only reporter in the courtroom breaks down what happened today, Sheila. Sure. Alyssa McComin's hearing Tuesday morning centered around a series of text messages and a phone call prosecutors say McCommon had with the victim. I
5: have to tell you something. It's serious.
3: And a Covington police detective testified this alleged conversation happened last Tuesday. The detective testified to Now that woman, in her case, she ran over her husband uh, several times, doing donuts on him. And uh, she caught him with his mistress. And uh, here's the funny thing. When she went to court, her husband's parents, who were elderly, they didn't want her to go to prison. They said that her their son was cheating on her, knowing that he had a wife and children, and that they were elderly. And that if she went to prison, they've already lost their father. Uh, the boys at the time were about four or five years old. I believe they had twins, but nevertheless they had two sons that were, they were not even 10 years old. And so the grandparents knew that they would have to raise them and they didn't want to because they said they were old. They didn't want to have to raise children and they said she should be, be able to do it herself. But she still got those 20 years. Like I said, now she's out on parole. I think she got released like a couple of years ago. But this is also crazy. Why would you take it this far? Now she's going to be sitting in a prison cell for 18 years. Okay? I wonder if she thinks it was it. Because here's the thing. When you don't think before you act or you just sit there and you do think, but you think of all the negative things rather than the positive things, this is where you end up. This is where you end up. Because I would have simply said, you know what? Uh, let me just keep it pushing. All right? I'm not throwing rocks at the penitentiary for nobody. Period. Okay? Just being said, no driver's license ever again in life. Honey, a driver's license ever again in life is the least of her worries, okay? She's gonna be sitting up in prison for the next 18 years. All right, I'm sure she's not even thinking about driving at this point. But now let's go to the story about a deacon. A deacon who was tased by the police for no good reason, and he lost his life. And the community is still upset about it.
2: And
3: the family has now seen the footage, and they absolutely are devastated. Please, in Working protests across Metro Atlanta. Body cam video shows a church deacon that during a traffic stop last month. He later died, the death causing outrage and a of protests led by students at Georgia State University yesterday. But today, a tipping point for the very first time, Johnny Coleman's family saw the police body cam video. Atlanta News Post, Joshua Skinner is at Atlanta City Hall. And Joshua, Atlanta police delayed that video for months. And now that it's out, they've announced
4: some new changes. And that's right, Sean. This is all based on an incident that happened on the night of August 10th, when Johnny Holman Senior was involved in what's called a minor traffic accident in Southwest Atlanta. Now,
0: there was somehow a discussion with Atlanta police about What was going on
3: in that accident and who was at fault somehow escalated into Holman's death. Today, his family got to have a private hearing of that body footage
2: for the first
0: time.
3: (laughs) 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 The reaction tells the
2: story.
3: This was, as long as I've been doing this, a senseless, as family
5: crime attorneys Willie Davis
3: and Harold Spence explained what they so, saw. He's dazing him the ground, he's going around, he's, around and, he's and he's saying I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh, you can call it the murder. Of a man who posed no threat to the officer. The initial police explanation never
5: made sense to those who knew Almond
0: as a community fixture and church deacon. Walmart. very good person, he's a passionate, um, one that just loved. he loved his kids, he loved the ministry, he loved people. Johnny was a little role model for his kids, he
3: always kept everybody safe. He was a wonderful person, he was my best friend. She
2: he some
3: friends. Friends.
2: Hey, 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 hey. hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. You know
0: the do you know.
4: Family and friends hope to turn that hurt
0: into action and progress. do we want,
3: want, 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 want While this officer needs to be arrested, the culture of banana policing must change. It has to start at the top. After the video we shown the family, APU released a statement saying it's changing its standard operating procedure regarding issuing
0: tickets and will no longer arrest people who refuse
3: to sign. Instead,
2: Writing used to sign
3: in the signature
0: line. This has got to stop. It has got to stop. The statement released today also said this is still under investigation by both the APD and the GBI. They will release a full report once those investigations are complete. You also heard there the family's lawyers calling from the officer who responded to the call to be arrested. Now Davis said
3: that this is just another
0: example of the hyper-aggressive nature of the Atlanta Police Department, which he says it's become a fixture in the city of Atlanta. Home the Hallman family did not come in the or after. That is
3: so sad. That is so sad and elder. This is what they're out here doing. Please pay attention. These police give zero else. Now why do they have to do all the things, okay? At the end of the day. Um, I think it was Danielle. Danielle, you said you didn't get your ebook from Friday. I just sent it to your email. Now with that all being said, you know, condolences to the family, but these things continue to happen. And pay attention to how they said they took a long time to release the dash cam, the, uh, body cam footage. Well, that's what they always did when they know they're in the wrong, but they have no, no good explanation for why they've done what they've done. When they release the video, the video footage right away, that's when you know that they're in the clip. Okay? Other than that, they'll stall and say, oh, well, you know, it's a pending, an ongoing investigation, all of that bullshit. This is what they do. Just some devil's talk about the Uh. But anyway, uh, there is a a story out of Georgia. A Georgia high school football player collapsed and died on the field. Y'all tired of hearing about this yet? Because I've been tired of it, okay? And they say that it was uh the fact that the team collapsed and died on the sidelines of a game Monday night. And the newspaper report said students suffered a medical emergency week, week. They're not saying what it was. Well, it was probably cardiac arrest and we all know why, but let me continue. So to say that he suffered a medical emergency on the sidelines of a junior varsity game at Windsor Forest High School. Condolences to the family for this poor child. Now the Savannah Chatham Public School System said in a release that the student who hasn't been identified had played earlier in the game, but had been had been rotated out of the lineup. and was watching from the sidelines when the incident occurred. According to Savannah Now, uh, trainers and EMS staff tried CPR and used an AED, but the student was pronounced dead at the hospital. The district did not release information on the student's cause of death, well, I bet they didn't. Uh, but said counselors and the school social workers were on campus on Tuesday. Oh, a lot of people just dying suddenly. Falling out specifically when they're engaging in sports, uh, sporting activities. Uh, so going to be a whole lot of that. I mean, it's not going to stop now. It's still going to keep happening. Okay. We're right at the three-year mark for those of you who listen to people like Dr. Ali Muhammad. Okay. And the others. So we're right at, we're at the three-year mark. So just be looking for it. We already know what that means. Okay. So with that all being said, uh, everyone, I want to thank you all for tuning in once again. Please like and share, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Be sure to click the notification bells and click the word all so you're notified each time the Queen Goddess goes live. Okay, with um, that all being said as well, don't forget to double check and make sure that you're still subscribed to the channel. If you know how they do on too. All right, and I will be uploading something for those of you who follow the spiritual channel. Um, I won't be doing anything for members only today, but definitely tomorrow. Now, for the members, I may upload, you know, um, a guided meditation video, but won't be going live on there today. So with that all being said. Everyone enjoy the rest of this day. Each one, teach one. That's how we grow and thrive. Do something productive, constructive, but never destructive. And always remember, beloved, to so keep the most time first in your life. Gold all in my skin, God all in my blood, kings all in my circle. You touch one of mine, you done. They showing Why you hate on me? Is because 'cause I'm free and I got Malcolm x to my jeans? I got dreams like King Luther, shed blood like Kusa. You ain't helping my people. I ain't got nothing to say to you. I won't the smoke like Kuka. Talking reparations, America won't be great until they give us compensation. I'm like, uh. I'm the hottest right now. I right. See a bunch of lames out trying to jock on my style. They be doing too much. I'm the queen, it's too easy. It's like they all impacts how they be talking so greasy. I just sit back and laugh.
4: Economic predictors show that we are in for one of the largest recessions in our generation and in multiple generations of our history. This will be worse, according to some, than the Great Depression of the 1930s, and it's best that everybody begins to realize that this is the path that our government has taken for us. The prime rate right now stands at 8.5%, and I want you to remember that this is the highest that it's been since 2001. It never exceeded 10% since the 1980s and loans that are set at prime plus a premium are really in for trouble. From 2008 to 2022, the prime was around 3.5%. So you can see how much of a difference that was from where we're at today. Now the record high was back in the 1980s and that high was in a cycle that they expect to be repeated right now. And that will be a, in an accession of around 20%. Now, in the UK, they're saying that this was definitely not an act of terror or sabotage. What I have to talk to you about next makes you think what really happened. There was a large explosion and the official report was that biogas was ignited due to a lightning strike at a waste facility in Yarrington, England. They say this was causing a large explosion that was seen as far away as Oxford. And in their official story, a lightning strike at a recycling plant caused a Enormous gas explosion, a fireball into the sky, and a fire that raged on for hours and hours afterwards. It caused multiple power outages, and eyewitnesses reported hearing a large bang uh, followed by a fireball that lit up the sky. But here's the catch. Others on social media say that at the time of the explosion, there was no storm. And in fact, they say the explosion was preceded by a sort of train sound going through the sky. The video showing the glowing fireball in the sky's light shows a pretty much cloudless environment from the looks of it. Video and images that were shared on social media show a pyramid of flames on the horizon inside of a yellow, orange, mushroom-like shape. Another witness told the Oxford Mail that they saw a strange pulsing sky out of their windows. Some other report uh, others reported that there was strange things happening in the sky. Now, what I want you to remember is that we have acts of infrastructural sabotage taking place all across Europe. We have the Ukrainian government and members of NATO sending their operatives inside of Russia, and they're taking out parts of their infrastructure, like their railways. They're taking parts of their uh, electricity infrastructure out. We have to assume that some of Russia's operatives will, in what's called a soft target attack, go after these infrastructural areas of other countries. Now, if you have any idea what the CIA put together back in the 1900s, what they developed was a plan that was going to be a war preceded by multiple soft target attacks. Not so much the assassinations of movies or the larger events that would drive a world without a rule of law. Instead, these attacks would slowly and methodically hit at everyday life of the people. It would cause general upsets and uh, chaos inside of society. And if you take a step back and you start to see what we are experiencing right now, I would say that many societies around our planet have that general chaos and a never-ending crisis event. Ukraine is getting bad, and I want to remind you that Raytheon just confirmed a deal that will supply ammunition to that country, not just for the duration of the war, but for the next five years. A spokesperson added that new upgraded missiles will be available to the Ukrainian military within a couple of months to years following a $1.15 billion of war to Raytheon. This includes multiple orders to that country. And Ferraro claimed that the older generation of AMRAMS shipped to the country have achieved a 90% success rate against their targets. A spokesperson for the military-industrial complex told Breaking Defense that the U.S.-focused D3 variant will be expected to be flying by the end of the year. They also say that they have reached a critical milestone, and functional configuration and auditing in the country uh, in the company shows them pushing forward with a massive amount of weapons building that will lead us into this next stage of this conflict. Now, they're blaming it on high demand, and they say this will keep the advanced medium range air to air missiles or the AMRAMs in production at its max capacity for years to come. They say this is necessary because Ukraine will be needing these weapons for years, and Western countries seeking to ship more and more of their own missile stockpiles to Ukraine and to Poland will need to replenish their own stocks. The company says that historically, we've been somewhere between 500 and 800 rounds per year. But right now, they're up at twelve to 1,500 rounds, uh, excuse me, round, uh, rounds per annual year, and now they're up at 1,200. So this is a huge, huge increase. Now, they're billed as amrams or air-to-air missiles. Ukraine right now is using them to take out different uh, parts of the Russian military. Something else is happening between India and Canada. You might have seen a little bit of a diplomatic dispute recently. Now they're telling Canada to withdraw dozens of diplomats from the country. They're calling them persona non grata in an escalation of the crisis that erupted when the prime minister said that New Delhi, or India, was linked to the murder of a Canadian Sikh. Ottawa has been told by New Delhi that 40 different diplomats must be out of the country by October 10th. And this, according to people familiar with the uh, situation, say that India threatening to revoke diplomatic immunity inside of the country will and could lead the Canadian Foreign Ministry and the Indian Foreign Ministry to a head-to-head combat that will end in conflict. India said that they previously wanted parity in the number and grade of diplomats that each country hosted for each other. And you have to remember that this is part of what China will initiate. China doesn't want any familiarity between India and other countries because China wants to see India as an ally and not an opposition. India, according to military historians, historians has one of the largest chances of actually being an adversary for China or an enemy against it. The Serbian minister of defense has stated that the armed forces have been given an order to enter into the territory of Kosovo. He says they are prepared to do so effectively and successfully. It will be done not against, but with the knowledge of NATO and the NATO's KFOR peacekeeping mission within the country. United Kingdom Secretary of Defense, Grant Shapps, has stated that warships of the Royal Navy will not go into the Black Sea to fight against Russia. This is a pullback or a walking back of earlier statements from the other day that claimed the option was continuing to be discussed on the table. The United States of America right now is sitting on the largest housing bubble of all time, according to Philip Colmar. He's a partner at Global Strategist at MRV Partners. In just a few days, I want you to take note of this. This is going to be happening in, what, 10 or 11, 12 days from now. In just a few days, a spectacular and rare event that is known as the Ring of Fire will take place across the United States of America. It will happen on October 14th in the early hours on the East Coast. Eight states in the United States of America will witness this rare event known as the Ring of Fire or an annual eclipse. During this phenomenon, approximately 90% of the sun will be uh, obscured by the moon. For the rest of the USA, will experience a partial eclipse. It won't be fully covered, but it's definitely worth getting out to look at. The states that will be at the center of it will witness this ring of fire. That's Oregon, Northern California, Nevada, Southern Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. This is going to happen around nine fifteen PDT. The most significant part of this event is historically this annual ring of fire is always coming around the same time that we experience some sort of geomagnetic or maybe even uh, tectonic activity, volcanic activity across the country. So I want you to keep a particular look out for that and see if it happens again. In South Africa, the government is releasing a warning saying that the burn flu situation has gone out of control. It's being described right now as catastrophic, two different strains in the country. H5N1 and H7N6 are circulating at the same time. Approximately 9 million different birds of egg-laying productivity have been affected and have been culled. This equates to around a quarter of the, or even a third of the country's entire ability to produce eggs. Peter Schiff, I'm sure you know that name, he is warning that the financial crisis is about to escalate. It's about to hit harder than forecasted and even worse than the one that hit in 2008. He says as much as it'll be larger and it will do more damage to the country, the more obvious looming financial crisis is going to be a harder hit for Wall Street and for the Federal Reserve. You can already see it starting to happen because businesses in the USA are experiencing bankruptcies at basically never-before-seen numbers. These small businesses are rising sharply in their bankruptcy filings compared to 2022 and 2008. We've seen a 60% increase in these bankruptcy filings. They're also up from 2021 levels are up by 40% respectively. Large corporations, as you might have assumed, might be able to handle or weather some of the storm, but it is the smaller businesses that are feeling the pain the worst people with 40 employees or less hire for longer in the U.S. economy by the Federal Reserve is a small event to them, but it is catastrophic for the rest of us. We're seeing unrealized losses in investment securities for banks. These losses are skyrocketing. For the second quarter of 2023, there are nearly $550 billion in such losses. And if you want to put this into perspective, that's 25% of all banks' equity capital Interest rates are rising and the remaining, again, higher for longer, and this trend is becoming more and more prominent. But what happens when banks are forced to realize these losses? As economists have been warning, we are still in the early stages of the world's largest bond market crash in history. Every government corporation, every landlord, and every family that has been relying on debt to survive will suffer. When the Federal Reserve tries to save what they have done, it's going to kill them in inflation. NATO has deployed different surveillance jets over Lithuania. These jets will fly missions to monitor different forms of Russian military activity near the the alliance's borders. They'll be able to detect aircraft and missiles hundreds and hundreds of miles or even kilometers away. And to wrap things up, the World Bank is warning that Asia right now is facing the worst economic outlook in 50 years. So here we have countries around our planet, each one of them acknowledging but also denying at the same time that there is a form of economic crisis taking place. You don't see this at the social level or the person-to-person level because remember your entire world revolves on hope. The fact that you hope when you take in this money, which is worthless, it's just a piece of paper, but when you take it in and you can Transactionally exchange that for something that you want, whether it's a good or a service, you hope that they're going to accept it. Now you realize that what was a $5 bill has become basically worth a $1 bill because they have risen, uh, they have raised our ability to make these purchases. They have made our money worth less. And so at the grocery store, you have 30 to 50% inflation. In services, you have 30 to 50% inflation. They're making it worthless every single month. The worst part of that is there's no end in sight. So I guess if we look at all the warnings from economists and historians, military strategists, we start to see a larger picture begin to evolve. That picture says that you and your family must do something to get ready. If you have ideas for the community, please leave them down in the comment box. Most of all, from my family to you and yours, please stay safe and keep watch. This week's full-spectrum news is brought to us by each one of you, all of our members on Patreon. Make sure that you check out contingencymedical.com. They're real doctors giving you real prescriptions for antibiotics. You don't have to use them right now, but if you get sick and you can't get to a doctor, you'll have them. The code FSS10 will give you a discount. And Nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS has meals that are ready to eat. They're a little bit more like the food you wish they were and less like the prison food that you get in the military. And they also have different types of food products that are good for your brain and your health. Use the code FSS15 to get a 15% discount there. But most of all, do what you can to get ready, love your family, and stay safe.